Hi everyone, I'm your host, Jaco Selka, and you are listening to Hopefully Sustainable. Each week, I'm going to talk to extraordinary people who are doing extraordinary things to make the world a more sustainable place. My goal is for this episode to leave you feeling hopeful about an idea, a person, or the world in general. Thank you for joining me in this conversation, and all together we can be hopefully sustainable. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm speaking with Nathra, who is a recent graduate from the University of Georgia. We are talking about the ultimate solution to food waste, composting. Nathra is going to teach us about everything from how to compost, the benefits to composting your food scraps rather than throwing them in the trash, and the different types of composting. As a business major, who doesn't necessarily have a background in soil science, Nithra wants you to know that composting is for everyone. So let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. Similar to some of my other guests, I met Nathra through the UGA Office of Sustainability, where she had an enormous impact making the dorms a more sustainable place for freshmen. Today, I'm speaking with Nathra about composting. This is a topic that I've always wanted to learn more about, so I'm super excited to get started. To kick us off, I'd love for you to introduce yourself. Sure. Um, well, thank you so much for having me, Jaco. Um, my name is Nathara Rajendran. I'm a recent grad from UGA. I majored in management information systems and international business, and I did a minor in geography and a certificate in sustainability, same as Jaco. And I've always just been really passionate about sustainability for practically as long as I can remember, honestly. And I think it came from just being more aware of animals and plants and just my personal interaction with the world and like personal carbon footprint. Um, As Jaco mentioned, I did work with UGA Housing and I served as a sustainability intern liaison through housing in the Office of Sustainability. And one of my big projects at UGA was actually implementing the residential hall composting program, which was a compost service that all the students in the dorm could use. And that was a really interesting experience um, for me. And I learned a lot about composting through that. And I just had a really great um, personal mentor that taught me a lot about composting and uh, vermicomposting and just being more connected to nature. So that's kind of my little backstory there. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, I definitely want to get into the composting program that you implemented in the dorms. But first, you mentioned that you've always been super passionate about sustainability. And I'm interested, what made you want to apply for that specific internship program with the Office of Sustainability? The reason I became interested in sustainability in the first place was because I used to travel back to India practically every summer. And visit um, with my family there. And every single time I would go back, things kind of got bleaker in terms of the environment. Like I saw that there was more industrialization, there was more single use plastics. um, There was a shift from a culture of being very uh, meditative and community oriented to more of a Western culture where things are more fast paced and convenience based and things like that. And I really just wanted to build community around the idea of slowing down and uh, being more sustainable again, as a community. And um, with the housing internship, um, I was able to work with the EcoReps program. And the EcoReps are a group of student leaders on campus that really built community in their dorms around sustainability. They um, held sustainability programs, uh, green programs oriented around any sustainability topic that they desired. Um, They came to 
my bi-weekly meetings that I held with my supervisor, Christy, and we uh, taught them all about different sustainability curriculum from environmental justice to composting to um, organic farming, things like that. So it's really, um, really fascinating position for me and some, a position that I held really close to my heart because I got to work with people. And I really believe that like people and education are at the root of where uh, change lies in sustainability and moving towards a sustainable future. That's so awesome. And I love that UGA had the Eco Reps program. It's such a great way for freshmen to become interested in sustainability and really get involved in something immediately on their campus. So how did the program that you implemented get started? Where did the composting idea come from? Yeah, well, luckily at UGA, we already had a composting facility called the Bioconversion Center on campus. Um, so the Bioconversion Center was actually taking in all of the waste from the dining hall. And Christy, my supervisor, um, she kind of was the one who spearheaded the idea of why don't we bring this composting service to the dorms? Um, and her and the office of sustainability and the composting interns at the time, they all kind of, we all kind of created like, you know, a focus group and things like that. And we kind of wanted to implement this program. So we started out with one dorm, uh, sorry, two, no, yeah, one dorm. And then we kind of expanded to three. And then we now I think reach 11 and we're just trying to keep piloting forward and having that expansion go to more dorms. But we really wanted to get um, people to understand the different hierarchy of waste. I mean, a lot of people, think that recycling is like the go-to thing for living a sustainable lifestyle. But really recycling, as we're starting to find out, really isn't that great. I mean, a lot of things that we try to recycle don't really get there. And there's a lot of caveats and loopholes and things when it comes to recycling. So we kind of wanted to shift to different forms, uh, shift the narrative and the education spotlight to different forms of waste reduction. And compost is a great um, a great, truly holistic form of waste reduction. I mean, you're taking food waste and things that have so much nutrients in them, like all these fruit peels and scraps and even like some of the, you know, bones and stuff that we, we throw away and they have so many, so many nutrients in them and we're turning them back into soil and returning them to the earth and using them to grow the food that we can hopefully repeat that cycle with. So it's such a, composting itself has so many sustainability lessons in it and I think it's such a cool thing to teach people about because it's so interesting and I think a lot of people are interested in food waste and do recognize food waste as a huge problem and like this is such an easy solution to food waste. You bring up a good point because I feel like from a young age we're taught the reduce, reuse, recycle, but for some reason the main focus is on recycling, but that's actually supposed to be the last part of the solution. So it's really interesting how you can bring composting into this and it kind of provides another solution other than recycling. I'm interested to find out what was the response like from students when you implemented this program? Yeah, well, like, so we only had, um, like, a bin in the lobby, and we gave people, um, like, little brown bags that they could put their compost in and keep in their dorms, and, like, we actually even take took um, collected recycled plastic bins, like, old coffee uh, jars and things like that, so people could, you know, put their scraps in there, and, and a lot of people were interested. The pull... The like pull wasn't as strong in the beginning, but I think once we started doing um, various programs and, and like demonstrations about what compost is, more and more people were interested in it because 
I think ultimately like people are good and they want to, they want to feel like they're making a difference, but a lot of people just don't find it to be convenient or like a lot of people find compost to be gross. Like, ew, you know, why would I want to have rotting food in my fridge? Or like, why would I want to keep this in my dorm? And I don't want to attract bugs, but I think it's just really about breaking down those stigmas. Like there's so much stigma around like food waste and even just like being out in nature. Um, you know, a lot of people don't, they want to be out in nature and they want to go on trails, but they don't want to get too dirty. And like, <laughs> I feel like there's just such a like separation between those factors. So I, I think with, with it, it took a lot of breaking down stigmas, but a lot of people um, started getting on board with it. And we would try to do more like passive engagement. So like, for example, when we held like really big events on campus, we'd have like a composting station and me and Christy would be like waiting by the trash cans. Like we'd have the trash can, the recycling bin and the compost bin next to each other. And we'd physically show people how to sort it. We'd be like, scrape your food off, put your plate. If it was a paper plate, put it in the compost bin as well, because Hey, that's compostable. And the fork actually goes in the landfill because small utensils like that are not recyclable. So once we started showing people how to sort their trash and uh, like just in that like sorting process, it's, it's very kinesthetic. Like it's very hands-on for them. So they were able to like ask questions and we were able to build habits. And I think like with implementing something like composting, it's about getting it to be more habitual and getting it to be more normalized. Cause a lot of people are like they don't know what it is or it's intimidating to them and I think once you realize like it's actually very simple and we can make this like a part of our everyday lives similar similarly to how like we've started recycling very readily so yeah hopefully that answers the question (laughs) yeah definitely and I think it's so important to really lead by example and it is such an easy thing that you can do and it's becoming a lot more accessible. So once you kind of show that to people, I think there'll be a lot bigger response and a lot more people interested in doing it once they find out that it is something easy and accessible for them to do. So I just have a ton of questions about composting. Yes. <laughs> so I want to start out very generally just as a broad overview, but what exactly is composting? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I'm just going to preface like you guys, like I'm a business major. Like I (laughs) did not study this. Like I did not, you know, yeah, I didn't study like soil science or anything, but composting is very easy and it's something that anyone can do. So don't feel like you need to be an expert on it or don't feel like you need to know everything about it to start. Like it's about making mistakes and like it's, it's totally fine. But to answer your question, um, composting is the idea of, in in the most simplest terms, it's turning food waste into fertilizer. So pretty much you're building soil. So with compost, you have, um, you need a balance of browns and greens. So browns are things like, you know, leaves, dried leaves, um, newspaper, napkins, uh, straw, hay, sawdust, twigs, like browns, like dry materials, uh, dryer lint, you know, things like that. Even like cardboard that's been greasy from like your pizza. Um, and then greens are, you know, your vegetable scraps, your coffee grounds, tea bags, grass clippings, eggshells, you know, all of that like food waste, right? And pretty much in compost, all you really need to do is create a balance, um, a ratio. So if I'm adding, if I have a bin, I would add like one part green to three part dries. It's really about creating a balance of the two because when they start decomposing, um, it'll turn into like soil and fertilizer that you could add to your potted plants, to your gardens, to really anything. And it's so rich in nutrients. It's actually called black gold because it's something that is so, again, like so concentrated with nutrients and things like that. And 
you know, our soil quality is so bad across the world. So mm-hmm. compost is like doing great things for the environment, but also doing great things for the food because it helps the food have more nutrients. Wow, I've never heard that black gold before. That's a really cool term. And that's such a great visual thinking of the browns and the greens because that is such an easy way to remember what can go in the compost bin. Yes. (laughs) So you hit on it a little bit. What are some of the benefits to composting and why should people want to compost? Yeah, well, I mean, like I said earlier, and and I I say this, I repeat this, like I'm a business major, like I... (laughs) I didn't, like, in the classes that I took in college, like, there was no emphasis on nature. There was no emphasis on our connection to the environment. There was just nothing like that, really. And I think that, like, us as humans are just so wildly disconnected from nature and, like, what makes us humans. And, you know, our ancestors, um, ancient people, like, they all knew how to interact with the earth. They all knew how to interact with the planet. And I really feel like we just have no connection to the soil and we eat food every day we need it to survive but a lot of us have no idea how it grows and no idea what it takes to grow food and i think that's um kind of one of the benefits to composting like you get such a good understanding of the balance and the the delicate like nature of our ecosystems. And I say this because when you're composting, like when you look at your bin, sometimes when you add too many greens, you're going to notice that you have a lot of mites in your bin and that's okay. And you might even notice some maggots in your bin and that's okay. But then you notice that when you add, a, when you add browns, two days later, all of those maggots and those mites are probably going to disappear. And you realize that like anything that you're making within compost, like it might fall out of balance, but you can always rebalance it. It teaches you a lot about being more observant. Um, it teaches you a lot about being mindful of your food waste because a lot of times when I'm like composting or when I'm, when I'm cooking in the kitchen and I'm uh, cutting up my, <laughs> my vegetables and stuff like that, I, I try to, you know, not leave, as, not leave as many scraps because I know that like, wow, like I, last week I had tons of scraps and I didn't like probably use the vegetables to its full potential or whatever. So I think it just teaches you to be more mindful. Um, it teaches you to slow down and understand like that you have the power to really um, make the environment around you great. And that's what you're doing with compost. You're returning nutrients to the soil. And we have such a lack of connection to our soil, um, you know, in every sense of the word. We, we take advantage of it when we build and we urbanize and uh, we don't really think about how it affects you know, the stream down, down the road. And we don't really understand how it's used in farming. And, um, a lot of the soil, um, in, in our ecosystems are very depleted. And that's why a lot of the food doesn't contain the same nutrient levels. But when you grow your food in something that's rich with compost, it has like, it's been proven to have like way more nutrient content and it's way healthier for you. And it's a natural fertilizer. So you don't have to use synthetic. So you're really just it's win, 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 win across the board with composting. And it's it's really helped me to get off my phone this summer and just like do something different um, and be more mindful in my practices. And I mean, yeah, like you're really just giving back to the earth and you're giving back to yourself when you compost. You bring up a really great point too about food waste and being more mindful because I think it's really easy to just, if we don't use something or if we just let something go bad in our refrigerator, it's kind of easy to just throw it out and not think about it again. But by composting, you're really seeing what you're putting into the compost bin, how much food waste you're creating. So I think that brings a lot more awareness than for someone who's not composting. Agreed. Yeah. Like it's, 
it's it's really magical honestly like it's taught me a lot about just paying attention and being more mindful what is involved in the composting process from start to finish in approximately how long does the full composting process take so there's two types of composting right there's industrial composting and there's backyard composting so just to break down the difference like what's going on at uga that's industrial composting um that's where like you know you can put things like compostable plastics in there you can put things like um you know maybe meat and cheese and bones and mm. all kinds of things like that and it's going to break down faster because industrial composting uses industrial heat and okay. it'll break down much faster um but backyard composting you can't put things like compostable plastics you guys might have seen those at like some eco-friendly restaurants but yeah. that is just simply not going to break down in a backyard compost that will never break down it'll actually take just the same amount as regular plastic to break down if it's not in the right like heat circumstances in industrial compost. Um, so what I'm doing is backyard composting. And um, that is pretty much just the idea of browns and greens that I mentioned earlier. And it's, it's very simple. So with my backyard compost, I don't toss like old lasagna in there or anything like that. <laughs> I just like I maybe like if I have some rotting fruit in the fridge or things like that, like that's totally fine. But like, I'm not going to like put like highly processed food in there. Um, and I probably could if it was like an outdoor pile. I, I made a DIY plastic bin. Um, and again, like do your research online and like figure out like what you can put based on the type of compost bin you made. But I just took an old plastic bin from my basement. I drilled some holes in it and I started the browns and green process. Um, so I like put, you know, shredded newspaper with food waste and I put dry leaves and things like that. And, um, and I, also vermicompost, so I use worms in mine. You don't have to, but it really helps. Um, again, like worm, worm poop <laughs> has a lot of great bacteria, which makes the compost even more like beneficial. Um, and the worms are like completely harmless, very sweet. But yeah, I use um, worms. And what I do is like how you would typically start a bin would just to be to take a little bit of soil, um, some some dry materials again like newspaper leaves things like that and uh, then just start adding your food waste to that you know one part green uh three to four parts brown ratio and then eventually like you'll notice like that it'll start to break down like the volume in the bin will slowly go down and then um i would say like you like i i keep adding to my bin so it's not a finished batch yet but when you know you're wanting to close out the batch then you would just stop putting stuff in there and just let it completely break down into that sort of a crumbly brown soil looking substance and then that whole process like from start to finish if you once you decide to close out your bin will probably take about like it really varies like mine is in the shade and it's in a box and I have worms. So it takes me about two to three months. Um, but if it's outside and it's, you know, sitting in the sun and it's getting all the natural bugs in there and things like that, it would maybe take one month. It, it really just varies based on the type of bin you have. So I'm not sure how I could, how much I could speak to that, but I would say like YouTube is your best friend for that. Um, articles, there's tons of resources online, but it's really not a long process. It's not going to take like six months or anything. It'll, it'll happen in a couple months and you'll have a pretty big batch of compost depending on how big your space is. So it sounds like all the materials are really things that you could possibly already have around your house. So you could get started after listening to this episode if you wanted. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And like, I have a Instagram page that I'm 
recently made called Brown Living Green in it. I do like have a DIY compost like bin <laughs> on there, but really like you could take an old plastic, like an 18 gallon storage bin, drill some holes in there and start like, creating a compost bin right after this, like as Jaco said. And um, if you wanna do like an outside bin, you could take some like, you know, plywood, you can build a small bin in your backyard and you can just start dumping things in there. And like, of course, like when you maintain the ratio, like the rest is up to like nature. Like you don't have to keep checking in on it. Like, I mean, yes, you, you probably want to because it's interesting to see like what you find in your bin, like maybe some worms or some other things. But um, yeah, like you'll notice that it's not really too much upkeep and like the, you're creating a mini ecosystem in there that will do the work <laughs> for you. Like they're going to break down the, the microbes in there, the healthy bacteria, the, the heat from the sun, all of that is going to work together to break everything down for you. And um, as long as you're maintaining that balance, like, compost bins should not like if you if you have a healthy balance in your compost bin between browns and greens like every time you add a handful of um food waste if you add you know three handfuls of newspaper or whatever um you're gonna notice that your compost bin it, it doesn't stink it, you know because the bacteria is like maintaining itself and it's not gonna smell like it's not gonna attract like too many weird rats or anything like that like <laughs> you're gonna have like it's it's a lot cleaner than people think and at the end of the day it's really just food and leaves like it's not gonna kill you so I, I think there's a lot of stigmas around like the maintenance and like the, the smell and like all those type of things but like it's really not bad and you'll see that once you start and like when you start it's not going to be perfect like you're going to notice things go out of balance like maybe one week if you put way too many greens in there and your bin is too moist you're gonna maybe find like some maggots and like that's okay you know but like if you keep adding the, like the greens to it, like when in doubt, out add dry materials, add browns, and once you like create that balance again, like you're gonna notice that like everything will go back to normal. You don't have to like scrap the bin and start over. <laughs> so it's 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 very like it's very moldable to like you, and you can fix things and you can change things. I'll definitely be sure to share your Instagram page in the show notes for everyone because I think that'd be really great for people to see what you've done and all that you're talking about in a visual format. Yeah. So I recently moved to Atlanta and I'm currently living in an apartment. And this past week, we had someone post on our community page asking about implementing a composting service at our apartment. So I want to know... What advice do you have for someone who's living in a smaller space or in an apartment who's interested in composting? Is your process something that someone in an apartment is able to do? Yeah, like 100%. And um, again, I'm not an expert, but um, composting services are great. Like I was subscribed to a composting service in Athens when I lived there. Um, and I would just like literally put all of my food scraps in a bin and they would just do a curbside pickup. And I know the Atlanta metro Atlanta area has a great composting service called compost now um, that is accessible to certain areas and they're trying to expand. Um, but if you're just looking to do your own compost bin, you can totally do it. Like my, I literally just have a plastic bin that I set on my like porch outside of my, like I'm currently living in <laughs> my mom's house, but I just set it out on the porch. Like I don't even like go outside to the backyard. Like I literally just walk out to the porch and and I would say, like, if you have your own bin at home, like, I mean, you don't need to get, like, worms or anything like that, but it really does help when you're at home composting because they're going to break down the food much faster. So, like, it will kind of take care of itself in that sense and the population will double and, like, the compost bin will be, like, very healthy when there are, like, worms and things in it. And, 
And um, of course, with a compost bin, you're always going to have like small, tiny bugs and like they're not going to like come into your house or anything like that. Like they'll be very centralized to the bin because that's where their food is and like that's where their ecosystem is. But um, yeah, like you could totally compost like in a small space or in an apartment. It's 100% doable. Like um, you, I wish I could show you guys, but like sitting right next to me is my worm bin and it's like inside my house. Um, and that's just where I like do small scale composting. But my bigger one is outside on my porch and it's just confined to that bin and nothing else happens outside of it. I don't get cockroaches. I don't get rats. I don't get anything. Um, all the bugs that are in the bin are staying in the bin and doing their magic in the bin because they are needed to break down the food and they're not going to like, you know, come out or anything. So don't be alarmed, but to answer your question, yes, you can totally compost in small spaces. Um, and there's a great New York Times article about that, about um, a woman who started doing in-home composting in her New York apartment complex. And she talks about her experiences. And I highly suggest looking it up. I think if you just look up New York Times, uh, New York composting, you might find one of the results. Okay, yeah, I'll definitely share that as well in the show notes. Also, our first guest on Hopefully Sustainable, Jessie Stokes from Tiny Yellow Bungalow, she taught me about this app that you can get called Share Waste. And when you're traveling or if you're looking to find composting locations near your home, you can put in your location and then they show you different places around you or even just different people or families who will accept your compost. So that's another piece of advice for anyone interested who might not want to start their own composting, but wants to compost, you can find other locations and people who will take your food scraps. Wait, that's so cool. I'm like, literally, I have my phone out. I'm like, wait, it's called Share Waste? Yes, Share Waste. And you can just download it, create a profile. And it's also for anyone who wants to accept food waste as well. You can also create an account and put out the message that you'll take people's compost. So it's a really cool community of composting and bringing people together to reduce food waste. I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> I'm, I literally just downloaded it. <laughs> awesome. So... We've talked about it a little bit, but can you just give a brief overview of what can be composted at home and what can't be composted? I've heard different things about like meat and eggshells and that sort of thing. So if you could speak to that a little bit. Yeah, like, okay, so I'm gonna emphasize what you said. You said what can be composted at home. Um, so again, I, I think earlier I talked about the difference between backyard composting and industrial composting. And a lot of compost services do industrial composting, like curbside composting. They're going to have probably like a facility, like a bioconvergence center where they have high heat and things like that. So they're going to have a different list of things that you can compost. But for backyard composting, at home composting, especially for beginners, I would really just stick with like food scraps. Um, like I wouldn't like throw like my, you know, expired chili in there, or, like a happy <laughs> sandwich in there. I mean, when you become better at composting and you understand it more, like I'm sure you can do that. And I'm still in the beginning stages where like, I'm still just working with like kitchen scraps from when I've like peeled my apple and things like that. And, um, you know, cause I, like my family eats a ton of fruits and vegetables. So like we always have things like that. Um, so for like, for new, for beginners, like, you know, coffee grounds, tea bags, like napkins that you, paper towels that you've used in your house, like napkins from like Starbucks, things like that. Um, Eggshells, uh, yeah, any food scraps, really any food scraps, dryer lint, um, 
newspaper, like all of those things can be like tossed into a compost bin. And again, you want that good ratio of greens to browns. So one part green to three to four parts browns, the browns being like, you know, the newspaper, the dry material, the greens being the food waste. Um, and those are the, some of the things you can put in there. And again, like if you're subscribing to a compost service, they're probably going to have a different list. But a lot of people say for like backyard composting, like maybe if it's like an outdoor compost bin where it's just like a pile um, and a lot of in, if you're like into composting and you have like a big pile sort of situation, like maybe you could toss like meat and bones in there and like the heat from the sun would like, you know, really break it down more. But since my backyard compost is just in a bin on my deck, like it's, it's a lot cooler and it's not exposed to a lot of heat. So I don't put like meat and bones in there because it's going to like rot and stink. And that's when you're going to get those weird bugs, like maybe even cockroaches and rats. So mm, I really okay. just avoid those things in my backyard compost um, because they're like, they will attract those things. But again, like if you have a different sort of bin that's more exposed to heat and maybe it's away from your house and you want to put that in there, like that's a different story. And you might want to do some research on that. But for me personally, like I, that's what I just stay away from those for now until I've learned more about them. What is done with the final composting product or what are you planning to do with your final composting product? Yeah. So like when you are done with compost, it'll literally look like crumbly, like Honestly, like imagine if you took like a brownie and like crumbled it, it's like very like nutrient rich, like soil and it's going to look like black gold. <laughs> so <laughs> I've um, harvested one batch of my vermicompost already. And what I did with that is I literally just put it on the surface of my family's garden. I mix it in with like soil. Like I just like potted around the roots of the plants. And like, I've noticed that they've already like started producing like a lot more fruit. And even my pot, I had a potted plant. Um, it's a, uh, a pothos plant like and I noticed it started growing a lot faster when I added the sprinkle the compost into the pot um you can also like put it like if you have like a tree or something outside that maybe if you don't have a garden like you can honestly just return it back to the earth like you can do anything with it sprinkle outside use it um you know give it to your neighbors who have gardens put it in your potted plants like whatever you add compost to like the garden will love it the nature will thank you like it is such a gift to nature to like return that like nutrient rich soil that you've created that like you've literally manifested um, and, and return it back. It's, it's such a like nice process really. <laughs> That's really great, especially here in Georgia where the soil is so bad and we have the Georgia clay and everything. So it can be hard to grow a garden. So when you add your compost, maybe you'll have a magical <laughs> growth of all of your plants. Yeah, because honestly, like the, the soil that you get from Home Depot, like it's dead soil. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's soil that's been highly processed and, and it's, um, it's not going to be the most nutrient rich, but once you, maybe if you buy that, if you're starting your own garden, like, I mean, my garden was started from Home Depot soil, but if you were like to buy that and then mix the compost in, like, you're going to notice, like the soil looks different. It, it, it grows different. Like the plants will, you know, like rapidly produce fruit and vegetables and it's going to be it, it's seriously like it makes a huge difference like I once you see the difference compost makes like yeah you will be sold. <laughs> so we've talked about the connection of composting to food waste and I want to read a few shocking statistics that I found when researching for this episode. So recently on Instagram I saw a graphic that showed Behind China and the U.S., food waste is the third biggest greenhouse gas emitter, which is crazy to think about. And specifically, according to Paul Hawkins' book, Drawdown, which I highly recommend for anyone interested in sustainability, 
the food that we waste contributes 4.4 gigatons of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere each year, which is roughly 8% of anthropogenic or human-caused greenhouse gas emissions. However, they also estimate that composting alone can reduce 2.28 gigatons of carbon dioxide and save $60.8 billion worldwide. When you hear these statistics, Nithra, it really puts the importance of composting into perspective. How do you see compost as a solution to reducing the impact of food waste? Yeah, Jacob, I mean, those statistics are devastating. And to answer your question, uh, compost is the ultimate solution to food waste. It's you're not only taking that food and repurpose it, repurposing it into something that is better, but you are also fighting another huge global issue, which is soil nutrient depletion, soil quality reduction that we're facing all around the world. And you're making that better in your own home. I think a lot of people are like, oh, you know, what is my one household's waste going to really do when contributing to like something like this, uh, you know, global food waste, like I'm just one person, like, you know, I might, I might not barely even eat things or I don't know, whatever, but like every individual action is creating a bigger effect and creating more of a norm, like just by, I mean, not to like brag or anything, but like just by me composting, like I've had so many neighbors come up to me and ask me questions and say like, Oh, what's that? Like, what are you doing? Like, and they've started composting. So never underestimate the ability and the waste that your household produces and what you can do with that waste because composting again like i said it's such a holistic solution um you're not only you know taking trash but you're making treasure so and treasure that will like benefit generations to come benefit soil quality benefit your own health if you're using it in your gardens and if you share like choose to share that compost benefit the health of your neighbors or your grandma or whatever so um i think it's such an amazing solution and it's honestly like my vision for the future if i could say like there's one thing that i really wish to happen like i wish all cities would implement a municipal composting program or like they would have curbside composting so it's as common as trash pickup as common as recycling pickup like that would be so major and make such a dent on like the carbon emissions and just everything like it's it's crazy your dream actually just became a reality in the state of Vermont. They yes. recently became the first state in the U.S. to ban throwing food scraps into the trash. In a HuffPost article that I was reading before this episode, it interestingly stated that 72% of Vermont's residents already compost, which is incredible. What do you think it's going to take for more states to adopt this kind of legislation? Because I totally agree. That would be so amazing if it was as normal as putting out our trash and recycling to put out our compost. I think it's going to take, um, I think it's going to take education. I think it's going to take education. It's going to take political leadership and um, it's going to take breaking down stigmas and normalizing composting. Um, I think a lot of people are interested in composting. They just don't know what it is and they feel intimidated by it because they might not be somebody who studied this or who, you know, knows a lot about it, but neither was I like, I promise you, like, I really did never think I would be able to do this because I was like, oh, it's, it's such a delicate process. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to handle it. Like, but it, it's, it's really something anyone can do. And um, 
I think that it's also going to take electing people in our leadership that are sustainably conscious and sustainably aware. So I cannot emphasize enough, please vote and look into your candidates' stances on sustainability. It's so wildly important. Um, And then beyond that, I think it's going to take cities realizing that like composting and having that like as something that their cities do is actually going to be an asset to them in the future. Like composting and everything eco and sustainability related is going to be quite the industry coming up in the future because quite honestly, it it has to be with the way um, global climate change is going. Like we need solutions. So to find yourself like having knowledge about composting and um, investing yourself and your time into learning more about sustainable practices, like that is going to be a huge skill that is going to be very beneficial in the future. And I, I think cities are going to start realizing that like building these composting facilities and having this and really, um, you know, turning that trash into treasure is going to be something that benefits the economy. It benefits um, just different communities and uh, the health and wellness and agriculture industry and all of those great things. So I think that it's just really like an asset at the end of the day. Yes. And to reiterate your point, everyone go out and vote. this coming November. It's super important, especially on a local level, not only a national level. So as we come to the end of the episode, overall, what has your composting experience been like? You seem very hopeful about it and just super passionate about it. And I think it's really going to excite all the listeners and get them to want to be composting. Yeah. I I mean, I would say my composting experience has been dynamic. I mean, I really like I started composting at the beginning of quarantine. I I was familiar with compost and what it was, but I never did it for myself. And I started at the beginning of quarantine and I feel like I've learned so much by just doing it. I've messed up a ton, but like, you know, I've always find a like you can always find a way to rebalance your compost bin. You don't have to scrap the whole thing. Like I said, like it's always like, you're always going to find a way to like create the balance, just like we do in our normal lives. Everything always works out really. Like if we, if we, you know, try and we believe that it will. And um, I just think composting is for everyone. Like I think anyone can do it. I don't think you should be intimidated if you don't have the space. Um, It's not an expensive hobby. (laughs) It actually like is really cool. Um, It's inexpensive. It's accessible. It's, it's very, it's very great. Definitely indul- indulge in composting, learn. There's tons of resources on the internet. Like I taught myself everything I know through YouTube articles, things like that. And sometimes you just got to start like with things like composting, there's never going to be a right time to do anything. You're, you're never going to have enough knowledge. You don't have to be an expert. Just go ahead and start, like create something. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but like try, you know? So I would say composting, I'm very hopeful about it. Um, And I think that it's going to be one of the big pillars in sustainability um, and food waste reduction and just, uh, yeah, general sustainability in the future. For the last question, I like to ask all of my guests on Hopefully Sustainable what they are hopeful about or what they are finding hope in lately. So what are you hopeful about right now? Right now, I'm hopeful about the power of community. Um, I've always believed that community should be at the center of sustainability because at the end of the day, um, it's your community that uplifts you and it's um, it's your community that makes decisions, uh, you know, based <laughs> like for the laws in your area and it's the community that's going to really um, 
choose the direction that change is happening in. And I, I'm very hopeful about the community that I've experienced, not only in Athens, but even in my hometown. Um, the amount of questions I get of just my neighbors who notice I'm interested in sustainability and ask like, what can we do? Like, how can we help? Like, how can we be better? And I think it's those questions from the community that keep me going and, uh, you know, help me remember that inherently people are good and they want to do good by the planet. Um, and that keeps me going. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being here today, Nathra, and sharing all of your practical knowledge about composting and for truly letting us all know that composting is for everyone. So thank you for your time. No problem, Jacob. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you want to learn more about today's guest or just say hello, check out the show notes and find us on Instagram at hopefully sustainable pod. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. As you finish this episode, remember that we are all on a personal journey to make the world a better place, but it's all about progress, not perfection. Until next time, stay hopeful and stay sustainable.